Japan 2.0 Tell me where you want to go You see me on your television You hear me on your radio You like it where your eyes What? Tell me where you want to go Japan 2.0 Tell me where you want to go Two, 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 point, 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 point Hello and welcome to Japan 2.0, your favorite podcast about Japan and culture. Yes. And deep voices. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, we're here today to talk about a topic um, we were trying to decide, I think, if we had enough material to really do a full episode about it. But something that I know Matt and I really love about Japan in particular, uh, which is print media. Why don't you define for them what we mean by print media well we should introduce ourselves first so I'm Matt you I'm are I'm Albert and this is <laughs> uh, I'm David mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah we have a special guest today Albert he's returning for the uh, second episode thank in you Euro. your fourth one total yeah, yeah thank you for coming back by oh, the way yeah great, it's been great a great having you yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we always they, they pay me well yes <laughs> we like your episodes a lot man I always talk about there's some of the best ones we've recorded you know okay. uh, the how Osaka's changed I think we call it changes mm-hmm. David Bowie reference yeah and then uh, skateboarding in Japan yeah oh. I really like the skateboarding oh, episode oh wow okay, yeah. okay. I, yeah. thought, I thought it was all my old fart knowledge that, uh-huh. that I was uh-huh. carrying the other one but oh, good to hear skateboarding was a, a favorite cool uh so we're happy to have you back and in particular i think you're you bring some credibility to this episode uh because you're a librarian hope it's okay, so, hope it's okay that i say that that's right yeah. so you, I, I guess i am uh, and you work with print media all the time yes. uh primarily are there any japanese books in there ah uh, oh Japanese books in the library we have some but yeah we we mainly concentrate on on what the kids can't uh, easily access uh, like especially at at a public library here uh, English books that's right we carry a a lot of Japanese authors maybe Japanese American authors or um, Japanese lineage for sure right Um, and topics that cover Japanese culture or just yeah books that have been translated into Japanese so I think that's cool and you might know more about the ordering process or Uh, Maybe I don't even know. At least publisher names or something. Where yes. Matt and I are just definitely like fans, fans of it. You know. Oh, um, okay. Cool. And again, we the ironic, the crazy thing is we can't really read. Matt and I can't really read a look at Japanese. Nope. But we still like to buy Japanese books and magazines, which I think says a lot for it. Uh, I can't imagine any other language. Uh, maybe a lot of it has to do with the art, right? Well, I think the layout is always nice. I mean, uh, books are designed really well, you know, from front to back. Yes. There's a lot of photos. There's a lot of artwork, especially magazines. Yeah. Um, sometimes there's um, goodies that come with some mm. of the magazines. Mm. Like, um, for example, one of the magazines I was just looking at in the mall uh, or in the convenience store had a little box in it, and it came with a little tote bag. Yeah, tote bag is a common one. You got a really cool one. Tote bag? No, no, a cool prize from a magazine. You got the Frisbee. Oh, a Frisbee. Yeah, I got a really cool Frisbee that I actually use a lot because I live by the beach. Um, I've seen, like, T-shirts in there, hats. Very, very cool and pretty 
decent quality. Um, and they I'm, don't usually jack up the prices that much. No, maybe a dollar, dollar more yeah. for that one. Sometimes not anything more. My wife has bought magazines just for the prize inside. It'd be like a brand she knew, and she really liked the tote bag, and she didn't really care about the magazine. But for eight bucks, you know, it's a good price for a tote bag. Um, but yeah, you were talking about the quality overall. I think the paper quality is, is much a thicker cardstock at times than uh, paper back home. The image quality, like the actual DPIs on there, seems, seems to be higher than when I see back home. It's kind of strange, but I think there's like kind of a good smell to a lot of the paper. Oh, that's you, you know what I'm, you know what I'm oh, talking I, about. I love yeah. bookstore smell. Yeah. Well, I think the actual like I pick up the magazine and I just notice on my fingers that oh, it's kind of like it's not like a perfume or anything, but. It's just a very f- nice smell. No, I, I totally know what you mean. Yeah. And I used to go to a bookstore in California called uh, Kyokuniya Books. Oh, and yeah. it, they still yeah, they have great. them here yeah. in Japan as well. But um, just walking into that place, I have, like, that sensory memory, you know, just from smelling. Like, if I smell a magazine, like a new magazine now, mm-hmm. it takes me back to my times in L.A. Kyokuniya, yeah, the yeah. Kyokuniya, yeah. The one in downtown? Or? Yeah, the one in uh, Little Tokyo. Little Tokyo, yeah. yeah. Cool, cool. Nice. And while you're on the topic of bookstores, we've talked before about the Tsutaya Tea Site uh, in Daikinyama, and then there's one in Osaka. There's a new one now. Do you know the name of that area? It's like um, northern Osaka, southern Kyoto. I think it's called... Um, so it's the H. Mm, then no. Nah, all right. <laughs> well, know. these t- nice, really premium Tsutaya bookstores are starting to spread a little bit more. They're very much like a, a Barnes & Noble, a place where you would feel free to hang out with a cafe inside. Um, Lots of seats. Yeah. yeah. Do you know the other Japanese bookstore name? It starts with the J. Junkudo? Yeah, Junkudo. Junkudo, yeah. yeah. It always reminds me of uh, someone we know with a very similar uh, name who's yes, my, a li- my library assistant. assistant. Yeah. 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 Uh, Junka Superwoman. Yes. Um, but that one's kind of sterile. They're all right. It does the trick. It's got books, but it doesn't really have the like kind of artistic flair. I find that they don't. The curation doesn't seem to be uh, really strong. Okay. Where uh, these Tsutaya bookstores are, Stylish, yeah, yeah, they carry rare, rare like zines and things. The uh, architecture on that Tokyo one is, is magnificent. It's great. Yeah, the yeah. new one in Osaka. I'm looking it up right now, but the new one in Osaka is like incredible. Like yeah. the the building is just this huge, huge, awesome building. Yeah, but these are very, very rare. Um, yeah, again, bookstores generally in Japan, to me, are a bit of a sterile vibe, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. wh- what do you think? Yeah, yeah, they, they sort of have a supermarket for books sort of feel to it. Uh, the lighting is usually fluorescent. and mm. uh, yeah. It's There's just, not a lot of seating to, like, right. sit and enjoy the book. Yeah, yeah very so industrial, just mm. has the book, have the books. I, I find, though, that a lot of those bookstores are in places where there's high foot traffic. Mm. So I think the idea is you come in, you get your book, you, you get your magazine, you get your comic, your manga, and then you get on the subway, you know. Which is a good transition to one of the cool things about print media here is it's still very, very prevalent. It's the preferred medium over digital. You don't see a lot of people reading books on Kindles or iPads here. You might on a smartphone sometimes, but you see a ton of people on the subway still reading actual physical analog books um, a lot. And I think that's really cool. Back home, I don't really see a lot of people reading anywhere. At least least literature. Reading in general is going down. I I saw the statistics, and it's uh, very disheartening. Yeah, but I'll see people of all ages reading here. Um, One of the first things you'll notice is that the cover of the books... Uh, you'll never get to see the cover, really, when you're on the train or a public place because they're always 
covered up with a book cover. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I thought it was like a privacy thing, or I thought um, it's kind of famous. You'll see a lot of older guys here reading a little bit risque material when it comes to like manga. Um, and I thought, oh, they want to like hide that. But what I've actually found out is more times than not, it's to protect the book cover because they'll, oh, they'll sell so them they back. Resell it. They can resell okay, them at, at a higher price. Yeah. I have a feeling it's a little bit of both. But whenever I ask people about it, I always get the louder answer of, oh, yeah, so we can like sell it back and keep the condition good. Uh, okay, that makes sense then. Just like a yeah. lot of cars in the past used to be all white because... I mean, selling back books is yeah. big business. Um, I mean, we've talked about this bookstore chain in the past, uh, Book Off. Mm. And... Um, Apparently they shave the sides. They shave down the sides so it looks fresh it, and new and yeah. not worn. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they have a machine. That's what happens. They have a machine okay, that to get rid of that. It's just a very quality. thin, you know, so you wouldn't even feel the difference yeah. or notice the shape or size difference. Yeah, I, I, also, I don't know how true that. I I heard it. I don't know if it's sense. totally true. I read I read an article okay. about it recently, and they, they also said that they weren't allowed to sell new books back. So the the loophole, the way they got around it was if they shave that part off, it still looks new, but it's technically not the same size as the pre, as it was. Uh, huh. That sounds so, like Japan. Yeah. So yeah. it's a big loophole thing. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I want to talk to you about like the magazine stands at convenience stores. That's a place where you see a lot of people reading in Japan. And uh, yeah, just walk. Yeah, I because hope sometimes they have them strapped. That's right. Certain chains will have different varieties of books. Uh, there's pornographic material at Family Mart, like right on blast at eye level. Uh, it's kind of jarring, to be honest. It's pretty surprising that still exists in this day and age. I it's not hidden at all. It's just like right there in front. Um, I there was pretty surprising when you first come to Japan. It really see, like the the porn it, section just like right in your well, face. There's a much. lot of it. it hiding it. It represents yeah. like a quarter or a fifth of the selection. So it's not just like oh yeah, there's like one little one to the side or something. Like there's a lot, and they're very in your face. The image, they're not subtle on the cover, you know. And um, I do think it's going away. Like I said, in, in Kobe, at least, it's only at Family Mart that I've noticed it. The other ones, I'm guessing, are hidden or something. There's a, there's a um, There was this uh, thing that they were trying to do in Osaka where they were trying to put, like, these blinders mm. around oh, the, wow. the porn section. But I've only seen it, I think it's, it must not be... Um, mandatory because I've never seen it, it. I see it only at a few shops. I'm always kind of curious, like if anyone will be bold enough to read them. Like sometimes I'll be going and I look at my typically like fashion or like travel or food magazines, and I'll like always see some like older guy kind of come up, get a little bit close to that area, you know. Oh my god, is he gonna do it? Is he gonna do it? Like, does he have the guts to do this? You know, out in public, and I always kind of grab one nearby, and I'm wondering if they're just waiting for me to like leave uh, or something, you know. Um, when the coast is clear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but I, again, I think it's not kind of like embarrassing or weird. Like, what if you saw someone you knew? You know, because <laughs> um, Japan is usually a very private place. When you buy like toilet paper, or if girls buy like uh, like sanitary feminine, feminine products, they'll put it in like a black bag, and they'll always ask. You know, <laughs> like I'll buy it for Liz sometimes, and they'll, they'll ask me something special that I never get asked otherwise, and I just guessed and said yeah, and then they give me a black bag. You know. Oh. Um, so again, yeah, it's something you can't even have your hygiene product out in public, but that can be there. Anyway, for me though, that's I love magazines and I love going to the convenience store and reading the magazines or buying them there. And on my lunch break, I'm always excited when I see you know my new favorite magazine out there to check out. Um, I'd say my two the two biggest buys 
in bookstores are magazines and manga for me. Me too. Yeah. How about do you ever buy uh, books all on Japanese or Japanese uh, books? L- lately, I haven't. I've been concentrating on uh, just English books, but um, the, the book and the book size that intrigues me about J- Japanese books is uh, it's called the Bunkobon, and it's tiny. It's like it can fit in your palm, and uh, the actual yeah. size is. Um, let me see if I could. Oh, is there a regulated size there's for a, it? Yeah, there's a regulated size for it. It's, uh, it's uh, in centimeters. It would be 10.5 by 14.8, and in inches it would be 4.1 inch by 5.8 inch in size. And um, the, the first time I was exposed to it was, um, well, I'd seen it with my my mom. Yeah, she had a whole bunch of novels in the house all the time, but but nothing ever grabbed me until I saw my wife's um, Haruki Murakami. Uh, novels in that small bunkobon size. I was going, whoa, could they actually fit the whole novel in there? And, <laughs> and I picked it up, and, and I think Norwegian Wood was split into two parts. Uh, okay. So they, they did, yeah, have to use two to fit it in there, but but um, the size is perfect, and, and, and I just read recently that it's because the commuters can take it on the train, it doesn't weigh them down, um, and it's, it's such a wonderful size. It fits perfectly in your palm, it's light and easy to flip through and the quality of the paper is uh, unimaginable. I, I, I deal with English books all the time that, that are uh, published in America, uh, printed in America, and they so many of them just fall apart or something. Yeah. We're always repairing them, but the Japanese books, um, I don't know what they... I, I think they just hold them to a much higher standard and you're not going to have these... I've never had a Japanese book uh, split on me or... I mean, unless if it's terribly abused, but I've never had the pages just, you know, suddenly start falling out like petals. But the price isn't that high either. I, no, when I bought my no. first uh, manga here, I expected the price to be like maybe it's going to be 15 bucks, you know, or something like that. The most recent one I bought is uh, the DJ Donkatsu Agetaro. Oh, and it was like yeah. five bucks or six bucks. And again, incredibly high quality. There's color images in there, uh, real photographs of Donkatsu in the beginning to get your hunger, you know, going. Cool. Uh, it has a outer jacket and an inside jacket. It's very vibrant colors again, and it's five bucks. And uh, maybe it's a hundred pages. You know, it's just like wow, this, this is crazy. It's, you know, it's a deal. Yeah. yeah. I think quality. the only place you're ever gonna see a, a low quality, I mean, but by design is the phone book manga. Ah, and yes. the phone book manga is sold at convenience Shonen stores. Jump. Shonen, Shonen yeah. Jump is the most popular one, but there's dozens of these, and. Um, it's made with recycled paper and it's printed quickly. It looks and like a newspaper, right? It looks like newspaper. Yeah, yeah. Yes. that's why or a phone book. That's yeah, why yeah, we call yeah. it phone books because it looks Shocking like the old yellow size. pages. Yeah. They're fat. They're huge. Yeah, and sometimes the pages are blue or pink or yellow. I mean, they print it in different yeah. colors sometimes, but. Um, that's made to be a disposable book and I've seen guys just like they read the book and they'll leave it on like a post a postman box if they're all done with it they don't save those you know they just leave them and then somebody will come along and pick them up and and read it so the cool thing about those if you don't know is um, before a manga would be put into a a book like yeah we finished like a volume we finished part one and we finished part two the place you're going to get it fresh if you want it like right when it comes out are these um what do you call it when there's many together anthologies of manga right and they piece it together and every week you gotta buy it to get the next part mm-hmm. and then once they have a full you know part, volume, part yeah. done then they'll put it out into its own special book 
I've never actually bought one of the phone book manga. Have you? Oh, yeah, yeah. Quite a bit. English Japanese study. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool. I used to buy a lot back in the States. And, um, in fact, when I went home the last time, my mom, no, in Japanese. Japanese, And then my mom had a whole box. That's how I would find, like, new new series. I would just buy, like, the discount bins. Yeah. Um, It Actually, if you do come out um, on recycle days, sometimes... If you're lucky, you can find a stack nice. tied up for you, and you nice. can just walk yeah. off with it. Uh, I see it sometimes on my way to work, but I, ne- I never pick them up because, yeah, I don't want to show up to work with a whole bunch of, like, yeah, phone book mangas. I think it's a good time to talk about the demographic of that phone book manga. Um, yeah. As far as I know, they're typically targeted towards teens, a lot of the ones in Shonen Jump, at least. But I feel like on the subway, I see a lot of guys in their 30s or 40s oh, reading. is an older version. Yeah. Yeah. Reading, is it not the same one? Is it so, different one, you think? There are many versions. Yeah. So there, there is stuff for, I mean, there's stuff for young adults, there's stuff for um, teens, there's stuff for... But typically shonen is a, such a broad um, genre that, like, a lot of people read it. And I think it's there's a lot of nostalgia there. Mm. So... Um, like one of my co-workers said her mother loved Naruto mm. like I, told, I, I I used to be a big fan of Naruto as well and um, so I was surprised to hear that you yeah. know because her mom I mean my co-worker was the same age as I was you know And um, but I, I think if you grew up with the I mean this stuff has been around Dragon Ball has been around since the 80s you know I Jeez. mean or, or the early 90s yeah. Yeah. and um, so people have grown up with this stuff and so it's a genre that they're just nostalgic for. It's a genre yeah. they just generally like. I think it's so awesome because, again, back home, cartoons are seen as for kids, right? Mm, yes. And that you could tell a mature story through that medium is very cool. Uh, I think you could compare it, though, to young adult novels in, in the States because there are a lot of adults that read young adult yeah. novels. Uh, my, my favorite book is The Giver, which is a juvenile book, right? Right. As an adult, I still love it. Um, I've been going back and reading Akira lately since I got that soundtrack. Yeah. And I've been thinking about that actually is like I love this so much I go back and read it every year, every other year, but the dialogue is really kind of teenagey, you know? Mm-hmm. It's hitting on like violence and picking up on girls and uh, I don't know, it, it kind of makes me wonder like I feel like I'm weird for still liking it, you know, but I feel happy that there are other people in Japan who are doing it and it makes me feel less weird. Yeah. But I, I do also kind of recognize, maybe this is a bad example, Dragon Ball too. When I go back and read Dragon Ball, it's so cheesy that I'm like, really? Like, how can adults still get into this? <laughs> Cockroach joining, <laughs> our, joining our podcast. It's, uh, running across the tiles right now. Yeah. Fast one. I think... Matsumoto, which we've done a podcast about, is kind of a rare one where you don't feel that way. You know, he does feel like he's made for older uh, groups. Yeah. Do you ever feel that manga is kind of hard to read as you're in your 30s and 40s? Oh, yeah, definitely. I think if if I went back and, I mean, like I said, I read Naruto um, as a teen. And if I was to go back, if I I was myself now and I went back and I started reading it, I would have probably stopped at that volume you know, three or four. But I think that it is that kind of thing where I did grow up with it, and I still have nostalgia for it. I mean, I, I was thinking of picking up the Naruto, the latest Naruto game uh-huh. the other day, and, um, I mean, there's 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 an appeal to it. I think that the, the design and... I mean, once again, it goes back to the design of the books, the convenience of the books, yeah. the, ni- the nice... The way it's presented, it's really... I mean, it's appealing, and I think that 
people still read comics, and I mean, this isn't a uh, manga episode, so I don't want to go into yeah, too much. But, but it's a huge part of Japanese print media. But yeah, yeah, it is because you you can't go. You're right. You can't go on the subway without seeing people. There are the high level. Yeah. Manga too that like you turned me on to Taiyo Matsumoto and yeah. uh, Sunny and and then it also reminded me of a series that um, Rika's brother actually loaned to us that that's so quirky and uh, it's called Utsurun Desu mm. and it's just so absurd and weird and and kind of like almost perverted in a way but but it's so cool. What's uh, the concept? It's um ah oh, jeez I, I I I wish I could remember that there, there's like. Um, there's like mushroom uh, mushroom guy in like real world, and he's like always stressing out over the things. There's another guy who looks like the um, those uh, round-headed uh, peg-looking uh, dolls. I mean, his his whole haircut is that style, mm. and he's always like standing behind people and being ultra creepy. But the joke is always this weird, like leaves you with a kind of eerie feeling. Um, huh. A woman's like uh, she's like like. Uh, cooking ramen or something and, and it turns out she's cooking it for like a million people or something it, every setup is bizarre but it ends on one page and uh, I hi- highly recommend it there's very are, the draw- little, are the drawings incredibly simple and pr- like primitive oh not primitive okay. they're, they're kind of like um, they're kind of like artistically done but they're Simply. realistic but, uh, but that they um have an old sort of look to it, like um, like something from the fifties, Japan, yeah. Japanese manga. We'll have to check it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like kind of like cool. ultra, not ultra real, but, but kind of vintage real, I guess. our favorite experience with like a Japanese text right right yeah do you want to go oh I get to go first sure. all right well um yeah I mean mine goes back to going to the Japanese bookstores Kino, Kino, and yeah, yeah. Kiyo and I also had this little shop that sold Japanese knickknacks and used items Whoa. um and th- that was in on Garvey Avenue if you've been to go, you know, San, oh. in San Gabriel okay yeah, or, yeah, um, yeah. near Monterey Park okay and um cool, cool. There, that, that place had these boxes full of magazines, old magazines, and I and they were from the '90s, like you know, early '90s. And this is probably the late '90s when I was started buying these. But uh, a magazine called Boon, which was Japanese um, street fashion, Whoa. and uh, I really loved that magazine. It had lots of pictures. It had um, tons of like reviews for uh, records and. Um, an artist so like a lot of hip hop records I liked and stuff were featured in there and um, uh, it was just such a nice book and I mean the quality of the ones that I got were I mean they were pretty beat up and scratched and stuff but I treasured those books you know I would pour through those and you know at the time I was doing lots of drawing and I would draw the the people from those and they gave me ideas and stuff I think it's amazing when you can't read a book, the things you notice, or a magazine for that matter, because, I mean, I've been right there too, right, where I literally, there's not one character I I can recognize, 
and you're looking at everything else from the layout to the columns in there to because you're trying to figure it out you're trying yeah. to piece it it's like watching a movie in a different language like all right what's going on what are they talking about here why are the beastie boys here you know right, okay right. i guess uh, this is music oh this must be a musician is there any way i could like find their music on the internet like all right what, what can i oh cool there's an english character i guess i'll search for that you know and yeah. i think it's that uh barrier of entry that makes the reward so much better when you find out something it's almost that. like a puzzle yeah. yeah and boom kind of kind of still exists in a, a, some capacity it's like quarterly or annual now it seems to be an annual magazine where once a year they come out with an issue um and I've been buying them. They're still great. I mean, the last issue was all about the Beastie Boys, which is one of my favorite bands, and um, uh, and about collecting items. So they had Nego from um, Baiting Ape, yeah, um, Baiting Ape, and uh, Major Force and, mm. and stuff. So uh, or was Nego on the maybe it was on another label, Moax. Yeah, but um, but the uh, so. But yeah, Boon is a great mm-hmm. magazine, and I've, I'm still trying to find the back issues. Now I'm in Japan, I can't find yeah, any. They're pretty rare. B O O N. B O O N. Yeah. Okay, Boon. Okay. Yeah. Keep mine, an eye out for me. <laughs> yeah, I'll be looking. <laughs> I'll transition because mine's similar. I'm gonna stick with street fashion as well, which is interesting. Um, I'm a nostalgic person, so I kind of want to answer the nostalgic answer, which is my very, very first print media I ever got a hold of in digital form uh, which was Fruits Magazine which I, I told you about earlier That's a good one, yeah. um, again I live in Michigan which is very different from California there's very little Asian integration there at all and if there's any it's Chinese or Korean typically um, so I never got to touch or hold a Japanese book until I got out to Korea actually but um, I'd read them online, which took even more effort, you know, yeah. to go search these forums back in the 90s. Man, and man, I came across Fruits Magazine, which to me was like the holy grail. And I remember I got these, after searching and searching for years, I got these high-quality scans. Oh, wow. And they're really great quality, hundreds of thousands of pages. Mm. And I just remember, yeah, same like Matt, looking through them a million times over, drawing, which is funny, uh, recreations of the people in there. Uh, once I made Japanese friends in the States, having them translate some things in there for me. And the, the coolest area for me was called uh, Current Obsession, which now I guess could be translated into My Boom. Okay. Uh, but uh, that to me was such a great concept because I'm, I'm a bit of an obsessive person where I'll get really into something for months and then I'll move on to the next thing. And then years later, I'll go b- back. They always, I always cycle through. Um, but that current obsession idea was just an idea I hadn't really thought of before. Uh, just being really obsessed with something at one time. And that really just suited my personality so much. And just uh, It's one of the many connections I've always had with Japan where I felt like people around me, I didn't make strong connections. They didn't get things I would say. Mm. And then I'd hear about things in Japan. Just certain phrases. Uh, KY is another oh, phrase. Okay. Where it's like, yeah, that's such a... Oh, uh, no, but just this, like this connection of things that I would only hear about in Japan but didn't exist in my own culture that always made me feel like I I just gotta go there you know and here you are now I haven't really explained what Fruits is but it was the most extreme street fashion the really Harajuku style uh, bright rainbow colored clothing crazy dreads just the wildest and weirdest stuff uh, which was a bit misleading the whole wacky Japan thing you know Mm. but it did exist for a point in time and it was a little disappointing when I went to Harajuku years, years, years and years later. That stuff wasn't really there. It's still around a little. You gotta look some really, photos. You gotta look really hard. Uh, some proof. <laughs> but that launched me into to some more normal 
fashion, which is Popeye magazine, which still today is the one I buy every month or every other month. Um, but yeah, street fashion magazines yeah, too. Fruit, fruit was a good one. It's though, an iconic. That's one that, yeah, I used to see in Barnes and Noble. They were really small. They were a normal magazine size. They might be classified as a MOOC, which is oh, this category that's really big in Japan, a, a magazine book. So the ma- magazines are usually periodicals, right? They're only at the store for a month and then they're gone. Right. Where these are like say. magazines, but they stay. Oh, they only come I out. Know what you mean now? Yeah, yeah. They stick around for a lot of specialty yeah. magazines are like that. Here. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's really big in Japan. Technically, I think the word is used in other places, but it's, yeah. it's, it's used here. Places a lot. like Standard Bookstore, Village Vanguard, typically have a lot of these MOOCs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how about you? Oh, sorry. I- I missed the exact question. Uh, what's like your favorite experience with Japanese? Uh, Did you ever get a book or a magazine? You just really that liked you or appreciated the quality, or you thought was great? I would say that just just the uh, bookstores, uh, the, the magazines in the bookstores, blow me away in terms of how um, what is it? Um, how how much of a small niche of uh, 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 a group that is able to put out a high-quality, yeah. glossy magazine. Like That's a great I can, point. I can go in there and find a magazine that comes out monthly that's dedicated to people who take their micro vans and turn them into uh, RV vehicles and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and tour around and, and just beautiful photos all throughout. So uh, just the quality of, of uh, what they do, and, and it reminds me of what they say about jazz, like... Um, um, that that without without the Japanese market, jazz would you know disappear. And I'm thinking without the Japanese market, maybe magazines as a as an art form, as as something that can cover so many different subjects, might actually just vanish and go totally digital. I've heard that for certain fashion brands as well. These American uh, fashion brands, if it wasn't for Japan, they would have went under years ago. Gone under, so okay. They like, they like to spend money in Japan. They, they Consumerism yeah. is quite high here. I think that, like, if you're in the know, you know that, like, there are these niches in Japan that are only covered out here, you know, like, I mean, and I think all over, people from all over the world, I mean, can appreciate, I don't know, the diversity and the um, the quality of the books and bookstores mm-hmm. out here. Yeah. I think that would draw people to Japanese print media is if you like RV campers yeah, that have been converted, like you're not going to find it in your native language. This is probably the only one. There's cats on farm yeah, magazines where it only shows cats only on farms or wrestling or uh, I, I fake just, guns. Just saw yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Soft, what are they, what are they, soft they airsoft, airsoft guns. Yeah. Yeah. I just magazines. saw a book about... Um, Cats balls. cats balls they're testicles of cats testicles really? yeah. and it like was pictures a of them book. That, it was yeah, a whole book jokes. about yeah. pictures wow. of cats testicles yes uh, so oh, there's one of girls licking doorknobs as well what yeah. licking okay yeah, yeah. yeah. I went to a, I, I went on a business trip and I went to the office of a high up person at that other yeah. business on our own okay. and I'm trying to code code it and a very important person at this place uh, and I walked in and he had photos on the walls from the that Girls book and I got so I was like it's like public yeah, in, yeah. In the place where and you, I was like, guess. "You, oh, you know that book? I know that book." And he was so excited too. Whoa. And he said that his uh, son did a photo exhibition uh, in the same vein or style. He recreated Jeez. with models and different doorknobs. Okay. And his whole family was really into it. And I thought, "Wow, cool!" Oh, man. Like, what, what drives that? Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. So I, I was uh, reminded that um, the only time in America that I've seen as many 
uh, magazine, uh, as huge of a magazine selection as you would find in a normal magazine store or bookstore in Japan would, would be an... In, there was a place in Hollywood that had just all kinds of international magazines. So it took magazines from all over the world to equal the, the diversity that you would find in one just regular old neighborhood uh, bookstore in Japan. Yeah, cool. Yeah, so I mean, I don't... It doesn't look like it's dying. We haven't been here that long, but in the four years I've been here, I don't see less books or less magazines. You've been I mean, here longer. We've been standing uh, here by yeah, the escalator from the bookstore, and I see a ton of people with like the bookstore bags, uh, just okay. full of books. Do you feel like when you go to the magazine rack or book rack that there's less options or than there used to be? Uh, no, it looks, it looks very much the same as it did back in the 90s, yeah. I was in the States as that was happening, and... I remember, like, the magazines are smaller, first of all. Like, the page size was down oh, half. Right. There was way more ads. Then they just started disappearing, and now oh, the selection man. is just pretty minimal, you know? Okay. Oh, my um, if you could compare it to man- manga for a second, like, there used to be book, uh, comic books in every single supermarket. True, and right. and, and, and in the 50s rack. and stuff yeah. in the States, and now there's there's none of that. It's all gone. Oh, no. Yeah. It's all digital there. It's all gone. Okay. It's just there's less books. There's less uh, real estate for books. Okay. I mean, wow. There's still Barnes and Nobles, but um, a bunch of bookstores have shut Closed down in the that. last, last uh, 10, 10, 15 years. It's the same thing with a lot of shops, Phys- any physical brick and mortar, right? Yeah. But I think books have hit, been hit the hardest in magazines. Well, I can't give up books. I mean, I read a lot of, I mean, if I read a book, it's an actual book. You know, I don't do the, the digital thing. I, I just can't do it. Mm. And maybe it's because I'm old, <laughs> but but uh, but I just feel like there's something to be to holding a book and smelling a book and um, taking a book with you and and maybe even if it is an inconvenience because you have it in your hand or in your pocket or or something that you're more likely to read it I think than if you could just set it aside and forget about it forever. Do you want to introduce our uh, artist, our song yeah, of the show? So our song of the show. We're, we're wrapping up here, and our song of the show is a group from a group called United Future Organization. And uh, it's, this is one of my favorite songs. They're like an acid jazz group. Cool. And um, uh, my favorite song is called uh, Dice for a Chance. Dice for a Chance. Dice for a Chance, right. yeah. And um, it's a real groovy song. I hope you enjoy it. Cool. And, uh, yeah, you can find us all over the Internet. Uh, We're at Japan 2.0 on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. We're on iTunes. If you're an Apple person, the best thing is to subscribe there. We've been better about putting up, like, a streaming version. If you just go to our blog on WordPress, Japan 2.0, you can just hit, like, a play button. It'll just play right in your browser. Um, Or you can download. We always put the free MP3 up to download if you just want to download that outright. If you're not an Apple person and can't go through iTunes, yeah, we've so. had a lot of sub- subscribers lately. So um, some recent subscribers. So thank you for subscribing, and um, uh, thank, I hope you really enjoy the podcast. Yeah, we had a, a guy. I'm gonna edit this part, but I'm gonna put it because it was like the biggest shout out we ever got. And we always say if we get shout outs that we're gonna read them. Yeah, but this is the guy on Twitter who contacted us. He put us on his own Instagram page and Whoa, said nice. to listen. Bobby Gillis. Thank you, Bobby Gillis. Yeah, Bobby Gillis uh, put us up and just said that he's found out a lot of good music from the show. Thanks. And, oh, yeah. Uh, he appreciated that. And just, he said two guys living and working in Japan. Well, Bobby that's, Gillis. That's who we are. 
your hero. He's a nerd, he's a health nut, he's a comic collector, a movie buff, a bodybuilder, and <laughs> investigator with S-I-G-H-T paranormal. Paranormal. Whoa. Basically, a total paradox. Bobby, you sound like an interesting dude. Yeah, thanks for listening. Yeah, keep on listening. Keep telling your friends. We appreciate it. <laughs> and with that, uh, we're ghosts.